Welcome to Going Deeper, the podcast for leaders who are passionate about making work more inclusive, more authentic, and more meaningful, where we explore what it means to lead from your soul. Now here's your host, the founder of Deeper Work, leadership coach, Nick Dugan. Diana Barnes is an award-winning trainer, speaker, and executive consultant. After over 14 years of running a successful coaching and consulting business, helping heart-based business leaders use speaking as a way to build a business online, she's shifted her work to focus on helping high-achieving women over 50 create a healthy lifestyle and body within their busy schedules. To that end, Diana recently opened Harmony Healing Studios, a wellness and retreat studio based in Southern Oregon. This week, we're going deeper by talking with Diana about how she has woven spirituality into her work, in the corporate world as well as in her entrepreneurial ventures, and how she's pivoting to support holistic health and healing. Diana, thank you so much for joining the podcast this week. Thank you so much for having me. So exciting. Yeah, looking forward to talk with you. I think it's been a while since we've caught up, so I think you've got a lot of updates. I'm excited to to talk through those and and share them with with our listeners. Yeah. So fun. So you and I first got to know each other when we worked at Citrix, when you were running the strategic communications group for the sales team, and I was running internal communications. And you at the time left to lead a sales team at a different company. And so a few years later, uh, we met up after I'd started my own consulting company. And I remember I was surprised because we met up for lunch. And it turned out that both of us had an interest in integrating business and spirituality and and leadership. Um, Yeah. And it was interesting because, you know, we'd worked quite closely together in our day jobs for a few years, but neither of us had ever mentioned it in the, the context of our day jobs. Um, so I just think it's, I think it's funny how that, how that happens. And I'm curious, maybe just as a starting point, what was your initial inspiration when you were starting your business to integrate your corporate experience with the more spiritual heart-centered side? Mm. So I've always, so here, interesting kind of tidbit. I've always incorporated my spirituality into all the work that I do. Uh, I will just say in the corporate world, you don't really talk about it, right? Like you don't yeah. say <laughs> spirituality out loud, Yep. but I'll never forget one time. Um, someone asked me one time, how are you so calm? How are you so happy? How are you, how come it is every time I ask you how you're doing, this was, you know, when we were at Citrix and you always say fabulous. <laughs> and my answer was, but I didn't use the word was, you know, being in tune spiritually, right. Being aligned with the universe, you know, God's spirit, the universe, whatever word yeah. you use. So when I left the corporate world, I, um, seized the moment of entrepreneurship where you can kind of you know, do what you want and say what you want and, and be fully present with who you are and that kind of authentic self. So yeah, that's what really excited me about that. Yeah. And so what was that first business when you first started incorporating that more explicitly? What, what uh, did that business turn into? So that business turned into, I left the corporate world to do business consulting, helping primarily women uh, build their businesses online. Um, and it turned into me teaching them how to speak and it called, I, I called it speak to inspire. And it was how do you speak in an authentic way to grow your business, to market and grow your business. And so, yeah, that's what, that's what it morphed into for 
like four years. Yeah. And how did spirituality show up in those conversations? Was it something at that point that you were talking more explicitly about to the clients that you were working with? Uh, it was, it's funny. I was afraid to talk about it. I actually, I joke that, um, I posted on LinkedIn and started talking more about spirituality as a norm. And it just morphed from there. The more I talked about it, the easier it got, the easier it got. Um, I used words like heart centered, heart based, you know, those, that instead of saying spirituality, um, and it just resonated with people. Everybody was like, yeah, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be pushy. I want to be heart centered. I want to listen to my intuition. I want to do energetic advertising or energetic marketing, meaning being aligned with energy or source. Yeah. I love that. Cause I think one of the other things that I think about from my own journey and spirituality is important to me. And I want to, you know, I'm passionate about looking at how it intersects with business and work. And for me, I think there's also an element of inclusion to it of, you know, I don't mind saying the word spirituality, but I also want other people to find themselves in it, right? And and, ha- and be mm-hmm. open enough and sort of present that open uh, foundation for others to see what they mean by it, right? I don't want to say something that will turn someone off so much that they that they don't realize that what I'm talking about is what they're talking about. We just use different yeah. words. So I love what you're yeah. sharing around heart-centered. And, and I do think it sometimes is using a mix of different words. And so, until finally you can maybe understand how they talk about it, right? And then be able to say, like, right. hey, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I would always use multiple words. And I would say, you know, you know, hey, we're going to talk about heart-centeredness or we're going to talk about how to align with God's spirit, the universe, or whatever word resonates with you, right? Yeah. You know, uh, spirituality is a very personal thing, um, but it's certainly something, you know, that's so easy and so fun and so powerful when you bring it into your daily life, you know, mind, body, and spirit, business, home, yeah. <laughs> life. So, Yeah. Have you ever had any experiences where you you where you were talking about spirituality or you were trying to bring it those topics and it and it was awkward or it wasn't really flowing smoothly? I'm gonna say yes and no, which I realize <laughs> is kind of odd. But um I lead quite a few retreats uh and I do that as part of my business with clients that I work with. And so last year I led a retreat right before COVID hit, interestingly enough. And we had a global, you know, I had global audience. So I had uh, people from New Zealand there, people from Canada, people from the United States. And you can tell, well, I won't say you, but I could (laughs) tell. So my intuition told me there were some in the audience that were very, I'm going to say more corporate, less comfortable Mm. talking about spirituality. And then there were the, I'm going to, I'm going to call us the woo woo people. You know, then there were <laughs> yep. those of us who are really stepped in. We've really stepped into our woo woo. Not that everybody isn't, but just we kind of embraced it and yeah. talk about it. And so I had this mix of kind of half were, you know, not and half were, you know, really a big spectrum from you know, across the way. And so that was a challenge managing kind of the two types of personalities and comfort levels uh, was probably the closest that I've had where it's been a little bit awkward, Yeah. Um, but we worked through it. Right. And, and just kind of literally just talked through it. Yeah. And yeah. So 
that's probably the only time I can think of off the top of my head. That's a great example. And I, and I love that the solution was just to talk through it because I think so much of the time it is sitting with that discomfort and getting through it and, and not making it this big thing, right? That it's like, yeah, it's an element of the experience and, and you know, but, but it's not just about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I talk a lot about marrying the spiritual with the practical. So that's yeah. the whole premise of everything that I do. I'll be like, okay, we're going to talk the practical side now. These yep. are the tactics or the logistics. And now we're going to talk about the spiritual side. So take from what we're learning, you know, whatever you need to take. Yeah. And then, you know, you can feel free to leave the rest. And so that really kind of set the stage for, okay, we got our practical hats on. Okay. We got our <laughs> spiritual hats on. And yeah, so yeah. it works out. I like that approach. I'd love to learn a little bit about more about your own personal journey. How did you come to, you know, value spirituality in your own life and and realizing that it was important to you? That's a great question. So it has been present in my life for as long as I can remember. Um, My parents were super spiritual. Um, My my mom more, well, I won't say that. I was going to say my mom more than my dad, but that's actually not true. He, but he was a corporate kind of guy. So a little more stoic, uh, less likely to talk about it, uh, than my mom was. She was more open with it, but, um, I'll never forget when I was 19. So this is going to get into a little bit of law of attraction kind of spirituality, but this is when it really like hit home for me. And I went, holy camoli, like this is really a thing. Cause you know, you grow up, your parents are, are spiritual and you, 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 when you're brought up with it that way, you kind of take it for granted. And I mm-hmm. didn't really realize the power of it. So I'm 19, um, I'm in college and, uh, we're going on an abroad to China. So at the time, uh, the school that I went to had different opportunities where you could study in different countries, not quite an exchange program, but similar to an exchange mm-hmm. program. And I had a fascination with China. And so we were going to China for a semester and we studied at the University of Beijing. And my parents were very typical, you know, upper middle class. Uh, I had the money to go. It was included in my tuition. Um, but then I needed, I want to say it was like $1,000 or $900, something like that, to to solidify my my going on this trip. And so my mom and I are like, we, ha- you know, my mom's like, you know, Diana, we love you. We've budgeted, we've got you all the money, but you know, I was just missing these, this $900. And mm-hmm. I had no idea where it was going to come from. And so she's like, do your spiritual work. Just go, Diana, just go do your spiritual work. And so I did to the best of my little 19 year old self. And I kid you not, Nick, I kid you not. I tell this story and I always wonder if people are going to believe me, but, <laughs> uh, cause I have no proof, but I want to say within a couple of days, I don't remember the exact timeline uh, the bank called my mom and said, Hey, Mrs. Barnes, you know, um, we have this account sitting here in Diana Barnes's name and it's been dormant for so long. You either need to come get the money um, or you're going to lose it. Right. It's just, it's been sitting here. And my mom's like, how much is in there? And take a wild guess <laughs> at how much money was in the bank. 
it was like nine. It was, it was like $900. It was like the exact amount that I needed. And my mom comes over and she's like, Diana, uh, the bank just called and (laughs) you have this money sitting in this account. And we're staring at each other. We're like, really? Yeah. Yeah, really. And first of all, we'd never banked at this bank. Oh my goodness. I mean, to this day, I have no idea how the money got there. The only thing we could think of was like, I got money for Christmas. You know, you get checks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I got money for Christmas and it was really close to our house. So we're like, well, maybe I walked over there and opened up a savings account and just forgot about it. Right. Like, and it just earned interest or who knows? We still don't know. Like we, we literally got in the car, went to the bank, took the money out, closed the account and went, woohoo, we got money. Right. <laughs> like that was, uh, that was it. And things like that happened to me, you know, all my life ever since then. But um, that was a really powerful, like the first, first time I realized, okay, you know, I'm a pretty spiritual person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Are there any particular, um, you know, teachers or authors or traditions or anything that you follow that's part of your kind of spiritual tradition for yourself? Uh, there's a lot. So I'm very diverse. Um, I was brought up a Christian scientist. So Mary Baker Eddy was uh, very present in my childhood life. I love Gabby Bernstein, which is she loves the Course of Course in Miracles. I tend to gravitate to the like we said the the books like Mary the Spiritual with the Practical, Price Pritchard. Uh, interesting, his little pamphlet books, he has one called U, Y-O-U, with the two at the top, like U squared. That's a, it's like the quickest, easiest read. It's maybe, if it's even 25 pages, I'd be surprised. Um, It's a great little book. I mean, I could go on, there's so many. Yeah, um, no, those are, those are great, great ones. I love hearing about that. What a, so you you recently so you talked a little bit about the business consulting that you were doing when you first left the corporate world, and I know recently you've moved into more kind of holistic healing and you've you've started some new things there. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing in that space. Yeah, so I yeah I was a, I called myself a spiritual business coach for over four years, and I just now opened up a brick and mortar called Harmony Healing Studios. Um, really focusing on, so I focused on the business side of entrepreneurs for a long time. Now I'm kind of focusing on the mind, body, soul side, Mm. because what I've realized in my years of coaching is when you don't have the spiritual side down, everything else kind of doesn't always gel. So um, I think human nature, we, we tend to gravitate to the practical which is what exactly what I did. I gravitated to the practical went, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this step and then this step and this marketing strategy and that marketing strategy. And I'm going to be super successful and make millions (laughs) of dollars. Well, if you don't have the mindset and the, you know, what I call the heart, right. The heart and the soul in place, it, it might work for short term, but for long-term sustainability, it doesn't. So I pivoted to the holistic nutrition, really focusing on, like I said, mind, body, soul first so that my clients can then be super successful in whatever business they choose to be in. So yeah, that's, that's me. I love that. 
And what uh, I know you said you started that recently. So these are obviously very unusual times. First of all, it's great to hear that you're, you know, starting and pivoting to a new business during a, a time when, you know, that's not always no, happening crazy, for everyone. Right? Yeah, I'm crazy um, for opening yeah, I'm a yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious what you're seeing and working with your clients or in talking about health during a time when we're, you know, we're all stuck inside for the large part. We're suffering, you know, a lot yeah. of stress from what's going on with COVID. What are, what are you seeing kind of in that space, both in terms of what people are, you know, what's affecting people the most and what are you finding is helpful in terms of supporting people as they're, as they're working on that mind, body, spirit connection? Yeah. Um, so my focus is women over 50 particular and men too, but mostly women over 50 and it's primarily over weight loss. I think, you know, especially with most of most of us, right. We've all been stuck at home. We've all probably put on a few pounds. We don't want to admit. Uh, so it's a springboard for, you know, a larger kind of conversation. And I thought to myself, I'm crazy for opening a brick and mortar. And, um, but interestingly enough, we're allowed to be open with social distancing in place. Mm -hmm. And a lot of what I do is we can do it over zoom. We can do it safely, social distancing and helping people find a way to be healthy without feeling like they're working out or exercising or doing anything, you know, super strenuous. Mm. Uh, is proving really fun, right? Super, super fun. So it's a lot of like, how do you focus on your self care? And what does that look like? And how do you focus on eating healthy without feeling deprived or starving to death or doing some crazy fad diet, right? How do you move your body in a way that feels really good that you know, you can do that for the rest of your life and set an example for your grandkids or kids so that they're not having emotional eating challenges. So. Yeah. What are some, I imagine it's very individualized, but any top tips that come to mind for people who are, who are feeling that for themselves and interested in, in taking that more of that approach? Yeah, I have three tips. So tip number one would be to eat. When I say eat healthy, I mean, eat clean. So carbs are not bad. Uh, I'm going to repeat that. (laughs) Carbs are not bad. So healthy carbs, right? That's where the holistic nutrition comes in. And yes, it's super custom. But if you wanted to, you know, jumpstart your own, it's, it's all about you'd be shocked at how full you feel and how happy you are when you eat really clean, as opposed to um, prepackaged foods with lots of salt, lots of sugar Mm. in them, um, sugary drinks, white flour, white sugar, right? If you choose to just let go a couple of those things and replace them with fresh fruit and vegetables and whole grain bread, or uh, you just pay attention to your body and notice how your personality might change, like how you might feel. So that's tip number one. Tip number two would be self-care and self-care could be anything you want. It could be taking a bubble bath. It could be reading a book. It could be taking five minutes to breathe in really deeply into your belly and then breathe out. Um, I have a client, she has a very, very stressful job in California. And it reminds me of my corporate days. She's like, Diana, if I have time to go to the bathroom in between Zoom calls, it's a good day. And so her self-care is like taking two minutes to breathe and then, you know, take the long way to the bathroom. So she gets an extra walk. 
Um, and then my third tip would be find a way to move your body that feels really good to you, whatever that is. Um, I mean, shoveling, you know, snow or shoveling, uh, you know, it's cold up here, right? Uh, shoveling snow, leaves, <laughs> cleaning your house, <laughs> go, taking an extra, you know, trip to the laundry room, like whatever it is, just do something uh, so you don't feel like you're exercising or working out. That's what resonates with with my kind of tribe of people. Yeah, I love those. Those are great, uh, great starting points. What have been your biggest challenges in integrating your spirituality into your, into your work and, and the entrepreneurship that you've been engaged in? My biggest challenge, uh, and I call them gremlins. The biggest one is the one that sits on my shoulder and whispers in my ear that people are going to think I'm crazy. Yeah. Um, I have, I, I still have that now. I really had it when I first left the corporate world. I was like, oh my gosh, all my Citrix colleagues are going to see, you know, Diana doing <laughs> heart-centered networking on LinkedIn. And she's talking about spirituality and she's talking about how to, you know, speak to inspire. She's crazy, right? Yep. And, you know, she's holding a crystal while she speaks on stage. That's, she's just nuts, right? So that, that's still, I've, still to this day, I have that occasionally. It's like, oh my God, they're going to think I'm crazy but I don't care anymore. So yeah, I, I appreciate you sharing that. Cause I have felt the same way. I think that's why it was so powerful for me when we connected uh, those couple of years ago and both realized we were interested in the same things because I had my, my business corporate colleague friends and I had my spiritual community friends, but I didn't have anyone hardly that was overlapping. And so mm -hmm. you know, for us, for me to realize like, Oh, you're kind of in the same position that I am. Like we're, you know, our mm -hmm. reputations are in, the corporate business world and, and what we're known for professionally has nothing to do with what we care about spiritually. And we were both trying to find that path forward. So um, yeah. even just knowing that someone else was, was attempting that was, uh, was reassuring for me. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. I remember, um, I remember, so I, you know, I started uh, deeper work for about a year uh, back then when we met. So that was around 2017 and then I went back in-house and have been doing uh, leadership development, learning and development in-house for the last couple of years as well. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I first went back, I sort of gotten a taste of like, oh, I got used to being able to share a little bit more about spirituality. And now I'm kind of back in the corporate world. And I remember telling one of my coaches that it felt very similar to coming out. Because I remember when I was mm -hmm. you know, 18, 19, coming out as gay in college. And it was, you know, the, the first couple of times were really challenging and you're, you know, coming out to yourself, but then it's sort of like becomes easier as you, and you still have to do it, right? Because everyone mm -hmm. you meet doesn't mm -hmm. necessarily know. And mm -hmm. it reminded me that it feels like that, right? Like sort of coming out mm -hmm. as spiritual and how yeah. do you do it? And you want to respect others and you don't want to, you know, have your beliefs, you know, thrown on them. And it was interesting. You talked mm -hmm. about crystals. And for me, it was about like slowly finding things that I felt comfortable, like putting in my office. So I first brought like a handful of spiritual books just to kind of put in with my business books at the office. And then right. I had a little um, Buddha statue that I brought in and then I brought in a crystal. So <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. It's funny you use that analogy because I, that's what I was thinking in my head when I, I wrote an article and I published it on LinkedIn. And I, I think I even said to my husband or to myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm coming out on LinkedIn yeah. right now. Yep. Like to all my corporate friends, like I'm writing about spirituality, but anybody close to me knew anyway, but yeah, uh, yeah it's, yeah, it's so funny. 
One, I, I'm curious what your experience has been. Mine has mostly been that as with coming out as gay, like people were a lot more supportive than I had feared, right? Like, I mean, some of mm-hmm. it has been my own mm-hmm. work of finding, like we were talking about at the at the beginning of the podcast, finding ways to talk about it inclusively. But also, you know, people are like, oh, okay, that's as, as long as you're not, you know, telling me what to think or, or trying to imply that your way is better than my way or any of that stuff that we would want to do mm-hmm. anyway as human beings, they respect that, right? And, and sort of owning our own spirituality is I don't know I've I've been pleasantly surprised at the the situations in which I've been able to share that part of myself a little bit more authentically than I might have before and sometimes you know created that space for others to to share a little bit more about themselves as well yeah I found the same thing I I've had more people embrace it um, or be grateful uh, or kind of like what you said you they just were sort of like oh my gosh I found someone else who's yeah. open to talking about it too and so they even the retreat ladies that I was telling you about by the end of the retreat those who were you know on the more practical side were stepping into more of their spirituality and tuning into their intuition and being open about it it's like we you know we kind of give them permission to yeah to to be who they are well, I think yeah. that's the that's one of the powerful insights that I think you know if if you're able to connect with people in that way is that spirituality is not a, it's, it's not a religion, right? It's not a different tradition, just called mm-hmm. spirituality, right? It's, a, it's an element of being human, just like our emotions and our, our thoughts and our, and there's, you know, whatever you call it, there's this spiritual side to you. And that can include, it can include things like religion and, and faith and traditions like that, but it also mm-hmm. includes where do you find a deeper sense of meaning and what are your values and where do you feel that sense of uh, awe and wonder. I love those terms because in the Pew, uh, Pew does a religion survey every couple of years about religion in the U.S. And one of the hmm. findings that I've always found really um, just impactful for me is that regardless of, they, they sort of look at different spiritual practices and experiences. And the one that is consistent across everyone from people who, whatever religion you identify with, to people who are agnostic, to people who were spiritual, but not uh, religious to people who are specifically uh, not religious, people who are atheists, all of those people have similar high levels of feeling a sense of awe and wonder about the universe. And to me, that Mm. really like touches Mm -hmm. on what I mean when I say spirituality. It's like, it's that Mm -hmm. whatever touches you in that deep place that we really don't have words for, right? Like these words are all sort of pointing to something that is beyond words. Yeah, it's totally beyond words. And it's like, I'll say, you know, the law is the law, like the love of the law of love, the law of mathematics, the law, whatever your dream, desire, goal is like, you wouldn't have that if you weren't meant to aspire to it, right? Like the universe aligns to your dreams and goals because it gave you those dreams and goals to begin with, whether you call it God or something else that universal law is always there in science, in spirituality, in whatever. So, yeah. yeah. It's fascinating how many, once you get deep into it, how many interesting connections there are that things don't seem as, as separated as they appear to be on the surface. What advice would you give to someone who's interested in bringing more of their spiritual side or their, their heart side to their work, but isn't sure where to start or how to go about that? My advice, it would be similar to kind of what you did. I would just gradually um, bring it in, right? Like if you bring in a book or bring in crystals or honestly, just your 
your own personality and confidence. Mm -hmm. It will exude so much. I mean, that's what happened to me was people will ask you. And so you kind of lead by demonstration. And so if you just, um, if you want to share it more, just embody it more in your actions and your thoughts and then subtly right on your desk, Mm -hmm. uh, you'd be surprised because I've noticed kind of like you and me, right? We, we went to lunch, we gravitated to each other. I think that just happens naturally, right? When you exude that sort of vibrational energy, um, others who want to either be on that same vibration or already are on that vibration will automatically come to you. It's kind of like a magnet, right? Um, well, it reminds me too, I think there's also the, the little, the, what I would call the breadcrumbs approach, right? Like if mm-hmm. neither of us had ever mentioned when we were having lunch, anything about spirituality, we wouldn't have had that conversation. Right. And so finding, and I, I think it's, it's what's comfortable for you, right? Like finding ways to pepper yeah. in, like, not let me sit you down and tell you about my spiritual beliefs, but in passing, like, oh, I'm working on something that, you know, spirituality is one of the things that is important to me. And I'm, and then that's a little bit of a sign of, you know, if someone's interested, they'll ask more if they're not, they won't. And that's, that's just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, but similar with like little things in your desk or whatever, it's not a, uh, you know, it's not some ulterior motive or agenda. It's just sort of, you know, in, in small, but tangible ways, leaving those breadcrumbs of like, Hey, this is who I am. If you're interested or you're, you have similar interests, you know, I'm open to, to talking about that. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like you, like you with this podcast, right? So if you just casually mention that you're, you know, you have this podcast, people's ears are going to perk up and they're gonna be like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. Tell me more. Yeah. Or when I was in the corporate world and I was running what we called summit, right? It was the large, you know, sales kickoff meeting of the year. And, you know, the world is swirling around and there's <laughs> crazy chaosness. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do some deep breathing right now and know that, you know, there's a universal power at work right now. And, yeah. you know, people that look at me sideways going, oh, she's off on her woo-woo <laughs> tangent, but hey, it worked, right? Yep. Things magically fall into place. So, yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, Dana, where can people learn more about you and, and what you do? Uh, so you can learn more about me at either dianabarnes.com. That's the business side. Or if you want to check out the studio, it's harmonyhealingstudio.com. Great. Well, we'll put those links in the show notes as well so people can can find those. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk through this. I, I always love chatting with you and it's great to uh, to talk more about uh, some of these topics that we, we don't always get a chance to, to discuss in depth. I know. Juicy topic. Yeah. So, thank you. Super fun. Love great. it. Thanks, Dana. Thank you.